Okay, welcome to this week's episode of the Zen Teachings Podcast. We've got a really special guest today. I've got John here with me. Hello. Um, he's back helping me run some of our technical equipment here. And we've got Aaron Kratz on the line. Um, Aaron is one of my absolute favorite people on the planet Earth. He's like a brother to me. He's practiced with us for 11 years. Uh, prior to that, he did the regular kid thing, hopped around dojo to dojo for probably about six years. Um, he's currently a sergeant in the infantry in the United States Army, where he's been for three years. He's stationed in Fort Bliss. Uh, he's deployed to Afghanistan, and he's kept up his practice this entire time. We've obviously stayed very close, and he'll actually be coming back to the dojo. So I wanted to take the chance to talk to him uh, and understand how his practice has, has helped him through his journey and how he's carried it with him. And if he had any tips, advice, stories for those of us here. So, Aaron, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I wish it could be uh, face-to-face, but there's only a few more months, and then we can, we'll be able to make that happen. Yeah, yeah, very soon, for sure. Um, so you heard heard the intro. Tell me a little bit about your background, anything I missed. I mean, I know that we've had you. We've been fortunate to have you since about 2008. So... Tell me about your practice, how it's evolved, and I really want to get to how, how it is that somebody who's away from the dojo, you know, can, can take it with them and take it into their everyday life, and especially under such a stressful situation as you were. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it was such a, it's such a difficult moment for me in decision when I left the dojo to, to join the Army, and going into the military, and especially the infantry, which is maybe a little bit more physically and mentally challenging than, than some of the other positions you can have in the military. And I knew that the meditation and everything that I learned at the dojo was, was what's going to drive me to be successful in the military. So I tried to incorporate that as much as possible. And, and the difficult thing was is I didn't have any control over my schedule and, and I was pretty much a I was just subject to whatever I was told, especially in, in basic training. The first, you know, 16 weeks I was in the military, you know, I wasn't even allowed to sit down or, or talk without being told I was allowed to. So that was a very challenging aspect when I first came into the military. Tell me about, I think I remember a story you told me about that. Because you, if you sit down and close your eyes, you get in trouble for that, right? <laughs> I did. That was, uh, and, and especially in basic training is, is when you get caught doing something maybe you're not supposed to is the drill sergeants yell at you, make you do push-ups, but they don't just yell at you. They yell at all your friends, your entire platoon. So <laughs> it was another 55 guys who were all mad at me because they had to do push-ups because they thought I was sleeping. But, and it was, it was such a difficult thing to try to, explain to a bunch of guys who didn't really know what meditation was or, or maybe didn't believe in it so much. They thought I was just trying to like, take a nap in the middle of the day because we were all tired, we were all hungry. Everyone was a little scared and stressed out, so they all got mad at me because they thought I was sleeping. <laughs> and I ended up going to the chaplain. We had a, a chaplain for our, for our battalion, basically uh, all the guys that were going for basic training. And he was actually a big believer in meditation and he supported it. It was a major and I don't remember his name, but he was he was huge on meditation and, and 
on a Sunday you could go to different services, and he taught one of the services, and it started as a Buddhism service and, and kind of changed a little bit while I was there, but he recommended meditation, and I ended up having to give a, get a, a, a little form signed by him saying that it was okay that I was actually meditating and I wasn't sleeping and I wasn't trying to cheat out on anything and take naps. So the, the compromise was I was able to, at, at night we had an hour before, before we uh, had lights out, before we were supposed to go to bed, get an hour to shower and, and brush your teeth and, and do your laundry if you need to and wash your uniform. So during that hour, I would be able to, to take 15, 20 minutes and meditate. So <laughs> sometimes it would cost me a little bit of sleep, but I figured I could sleep for five hours and 40 minutes and meditate and be tired in the morning, or I could sleep for six hours straight and still be tired in the morning. Yes, so. sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> so tell me about, you know, you've, you've, you've heard, we always talk about the battle is within. We talk about the dojo being a lab, you know, to actually take your, your training and, and being comfortable in discomfort and taking that out into the real world. So the next time somebody cuts you off, you don't lose it. Or the next time you have a fight with your boss, you don't go crazy. I mean, but, but very few of us are under the amount of stress that I would imagine. I've never served in the military. Um, but that, that being in a war zone, being under that kind of, first of all, just your basic training, but then going overseas, being away from your family. I mean, that's just a stress that I can't even imagine that I haven't actually physically gone through. Can you tell us about that and maybe where you saw your practice kind of fit into your life and why, given the fact that you, you're going through so much, it was important you to keep it up. Absolutely. So I, I remember I, I came back to the dojo one time and I was teaching a class and they, they asked, I think it was in, in Wushu or Aloha, one of the, the, the kid classes, and they asked if I missed martial arts while I was over there. And I said, no, I never missed martial arts. I never missed you know, practicing, because I was always able to carry that with me. I was always able to take that. And I, I missed the dojo and all the partners immensely, but the thing that really kept me going over there and kept me grounded was that ability to to practice and to meditate. And, and, and believe me, I'll never complain about rolling on, on mats that aren't soft enough or, or falling <laughs> on, on floors that are too hard, because for, for three years, I, I hardly ever got to practice on actual maps. It was always dirt or rocks or concrete or anything like that. Anything right. that we could do, it was just, you know, here's, here's our little dojo. It's this little square, square patch of dirt in, in our little fire base over in, in, when I was in Kandahar, Afghanistan. Um, but it was, it was that thing that, that everybody wanted to do. Everybody wanted to practice. And it was it was really easy to kind of find those partners who are willing to do it, but to find time to meditate was it was just so difficult. And and people asked if I was I was meditating and, and I told them I sit every day. I just made it a, a part of, of my habit, my, my just do my routine on a on a regular basis. I I brush my teeth and I shave and I meditate. That's just it's just a thing that I do. And there were there were times when I would be on a mission that was 
24, 36 hours long. And I didn't really have a opportunity to, to, to sleep, let alone meditate or, or even eat sometimes. So to, to have that five, 10 minutes of literally having a friend watch my back while I close my eyes for, for 10 minutes to try to, to try to breathe and try to meditate. And, and, and I, I would sit every day. I, I can't say I, I necessarily had a great meditation every time when I was a little, a little nervous over there sometimes, but I, I sat every single day. And it was, the, the more I was able to do it, the easier it is. Let me, let me and, jump and in there. I mean, I think that's incredible what you just said. You sit down, you have a friend watch your back. I mean, so you're in a hostile area. I assume that's why, right? Um, Absolutely. Why, is, it, is it that important? I mean, I, I mean I'm, not, I'm not being funny. I'm not looking for just like, yeah, you should meditate every day. Like, we got it. I got it. You're supposed to. But you're in a situation where you literally need cover for you to do this. Is it important that you, you kind of, I mean, you're risking your safety almost. I mean, did you, you must've seen some kind of benefit that outweighed that. I mean, what's, tell me about that more. I think that's really interesting. I mean, absolutely. There's, you you would, I I kind of came to a realization where I hope that being a soldier and, and especially being in the infantry, which for those who don't know, infantry is actually kind of the, you know, the guys that maybe go out and, and try to, you know, capture, capture bad guys as opposed to maybe who's someone who's, you know, just working in an office or a hospital, which is great. But to, to be that kind of soldier where you go out and, and you're exposed to the enemy and to be a martial artist that meditates and practices mindfulness and discipline, I would hope that being good at one would make me better at the And if, if you read back to any sort of great warrior in history or any sort of great military man, even Secretary of Defense, right now, General Mattis, explained that meditation was so important. And to have that mindfulness and that discipline is so important. So I, I, I thought of it just as as well as I'd wear my helmet and my body armor and make sure my weapon was clean, I would I would make sure I had time to meditate. So to me it, it was that important. <clears throat> well that's I mean that's awesome to hear. And I, I imagine that in a situation like that you have split second decisions, right? I mean there's things you're you might be sitting around with your buddies and you're taking whatever rest you can, you're eating, you're joking around, and then something pops off, and you just have to move right now. And that ability not to panic, I mean, did you feel like meditation helped that or maybe your years of practice or is that just because I've always known you to be a very cool, calm, collected individual. You know, you've been a fantastic partner, so I that's how I know you. Um. When you when you found yourself in those situations, though, we always talk about that idea of taking the extra breath. You know, maybe I wouldn't have cussed out that person if I had not reacted and I was angry. You know, maybe I would have not done this had I taken a breath or taken a couple mm-hmm. seconds. I mean, is that is that something that's relatable to your experience? Oh, there? absolutely. And, and and it doesn't even you know necessarily have to be in combat, but even just being able to go on a mission real quick or, or to be able to 
to handle the kind of stress that, you know, some of the guys that I, I've had to talk in front of or, or uh, when, I, when I went to the board, which is basically almost like an interview to get the promotion, I mean, some of these guys that I was, I was talking to or some of the guys that would give you orders had been in the Army since before I was born. You know, some of these guys had 25 years in the Army and, and to be able to kind of react to whether they're telling you something or yelling at you or, or making you do push-ups or whatever it was to, to kind of bring yourself back and, and ground yourself and, and, and to be a little more level-headed is, is the exact same as, is, you know, someone's, maybe someone's shooting or, or they're, they're firing a mortar or, or bombs are going off or whatever it is, or you're looking out for, on, on a road, what trash maybe looks suspicious, like it could be a bomb or, or, or what kind of traps, or, or you're just taking everything in, and it's really easy to get, to get scared or to get spooked out, but to realize that, that being nervous and being scared and getting emotional doesn't help you or help anyone else get the job done and, and complete the mission. So to be able to take that breath, and, and for some of the guys who've been in a, a little longer and been on several deployments, it's, it's far easier for them because they've seen that before. But to myself and some of my friends who this is our first time, you know, some, some of the guys it was our first time leaving leaving their hometown. Like my, my friend, it was his first time being out of Texas. It was for, straight from Texas to Afghanistan. So it was, wow. it was a big shock for him. But to, to kind of level yourself and bring yourself back down from from getting too excitement uh, too excited is, is just so incredibly powerful i think um you're 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 definitely you're the the model of, of what i think we all aspire to be i mean you're certainly i'm sure john agrees a hero to me able to to be able to be the person you want to be despite the external circumstances i think I mean, you're, you're what we're talking about. When we talk about a warrior monk, or if we talk about I'd rather be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. I mean, I think that, that I mean, we're talking about you, you know. And so, and so I just, it's it's awesome. And I I love to hear how it's affected you. What do you think? You know what I'm trying to, you and I are personally very close friends. We talk as often as we can. Um, what do you think in terms of, you know, we're trying to get this idea out here, and I think, that if anybody, if they understood what martial arts is about, if they listen to you, if they see that you go to a war zone, you can still be calm. If they see that you can deal with these things and still be who you want to be, I think they'd get it. You know, and I think that you're a, a living testimony to that. What do you think people don't understand? What would you, if you had something to say to somebody who says, I have no interest in martial arts, I'm never going to fight, I got a gun, I don't even know how to throw a punch. I mean, what do you say to that person? I have a great question. Um, <laughs> you, you know, you, you really, and, and I've run into people like that before where, you know, you ask them if they want to, they want to roll or practice or, or, or come try it out. And it's the same thing, you know, like, oh, I don't need that. I, I carry a gun. Well, it's, there's so much more to it than that. And, and for me, it was, you know, obviously, of course we know, and, and you can start to see it. And I think it's funny that, you know, you, you ask people why they start at the dojo, and it's usually, they're, they're pretty similar answers, right? It's, a, it's you want self-defense, or you want a way to lose weight, get in the shape, 
be a little healthier and you're just not really, you know, into the gym or, or into anything else and you, you kind of you know, want something a little more fun. But after a while, when you ask someone why they stay at the dojo, it's just the answers are just incredible. There's so many different directions everyone comes in from. And, 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 you know, they say they want to be a better father or, or, or mother. They want to be a better employer or employee. They, they want to do this and that. And it's just incredible, all these different aspects that, that keep people in the dojo. And even if it wasn't for the mindfulness and the, and the discipline that I get from it, the attention to detail, the, the, the lower stress, the, everything about martial arts that we come to know and appreciate, even if it was for all that, I don't know if I'd still do it if it wasn't just so fun. <laughs> like, I just, I mean, I, I wish I could say that I would be the person that'd be disciplined enough, but I just, I love it so much. It's just so fun for me to do that I just don't understand why more people don't do it. And and I can see that I kind of understand when I ask someone, you know, if they if they practice, and it was something like, oh, yeah, I used to when I was younger. And you kind of find out a little bit more, and either they really liked it, maybe they got injured, or maybe something else came up, or maybe even just the school and the style that they were practicing was maybe you know, a little crazy. Maybe they played tag and dodgeball and, and had birthday parties and, and you start to think like, yeah, I can see how maybe you would grow out of something like that. But as far as new people coming in and bringing it into the dojo, it's, it, it's really one of those things that I can describe and I can tell you about the mindfulness and the discipline and I can tell you about the attention to detail and all these great values that you learn from it. But until you not only learn those values, but until you start to see them in your regular life, I just, it's, it, otherwise it's just words. I would just be talking. It, it's something that you just really have to try yourself. So it's safe to say, even when you get back here to Rochester, hopefully never get shot at again. Hopefully never get no fight. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're not going to stop practicing. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I hope so. Well, I mean, I think we've covered quite a bit. John, what do you, you have anything you'd like to ask Mr. Kratz? This is kind of a different opportunity here. Um, you know, I'm kind of interested in, you know, I think the, the obvious question is you're a soldier. You, you're out there to fight. Were you, did you use your martial arts at all? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I always, I always think about when when people always told the story where he was getting his he was getting his hair cut by his barber and the barber asked him what he did and he said, you know, oh I practice you know martial arts I teach martial arts I own a school and the, the barber says oh wow you know, have you ever used your martial arts before and he goes every single day I use my martial arts and his barber goes man you must live in a terrible neighborhood <laughs> and I think it's Understanding, you know, and, and I've never gotten close enough to to, to do it anything like that, where or um, you know, fighting anybody, but with with hand to hand. But to to use everything that I learned with it, and, and and to have that 
that mindfulness and that attention to detail and to be able to kind of walk around and maybe notice things that that I, I might have just walked right by before, right? Where where you might see somebody looking a little suspicious or or something that could be a bomb or could potentially kill myself or one of my friends and it's to, to be able to see that and look out for it is of course it's so important but it, it brings me makes me feel a little safer. Do you remember Sifu's story okay. he would he would talk about we we used to do these women's self defense seminars. And we and, and part of it is always be aware, right? You've got to be aware of your circumstances, aware of your surroundings. And and people would be shocked as they would realize that, oh my God, you know, I do walk to the car in the dark. I have my heads and my phone. I'm not really paying attention to what's around me. You know, so we kind of beat some statistics into them and all that. And then a lot of times, you know, we want you to really elevate that awareness. But then sometimes the a woman will leave and she's so scared you know, that she's looking at the world now as this dangerous place. And Sifu tells the story of this, of somebody who in particularly was, was kind of, you know, shaken by, I think she might have been attacked, and then she took the seminar and this kind of thing. And he said, you know, it was great that you're, you have this heightened sense of awareness, but did you notice that butterfly that just flew by? You know, and she said, wow, you know, I know she didn't, because now she's looking at everything as so negative and so dark. And I think what I'm hearing you say is the ability to just kind of walk that line and, and be just aware and be in the moment and be present to understand that you have to to be mindful for sure. But even though you are in a war zone, I'm sure there were some beautiful sunrises and I'm sure that you had some good food and I'm sure that, you know, there's things you still need to appreciate. You need to be able to not allow everything to just bleed into every moment right and you've got to be able to accept what's going on right now for what it is right now and it sounds like that's kind of what you're saying to me absolutely that's that's incredible because and and i'm not gonna lie you know i, I come home and, and someone shoots off a firework unexpectedly <laughs> <laughs> i might be if i said i didn't jump a little bit but in in when i, when I taught classes especially more of a, a beginner class, I would specifically try not to make it sound so, I didn't want to make any students paranoid. I didn't want to constantly be talking about, if you get attacked, and, and go for the eyes and the knees, and, and someone's waiting at the bar here, and someone's waiting in this alley, and or you're driving, and someone pulls over next to you, you know, I, I, I never wanted students to become so paranoid, or, or always be looking over their shoulder all of their life just waiting to get attacked. And, and that's not martial arts. That's not the beauty of it. And you're absolutely right. The ability to see that, okay, maybe I shouldn't walk down that alley. Or, you know, maybe there is that, you know, that guy kind of does look a little a little sketchy. Maybe I'll kind of stay away from him. And, and that ability to still enjoy your life and to still be with your family and your kids and, and not walking down the streets, looking out for everybody else and always weary of anyone else. And to actually live in the moment and enjoy that moment, it's just, it's so incredible. It's, and it's a very fine line that you, that you need to walk. Well, when you, get, when you get back here, I guess I mean, we've kind of talked about it all, but when you're back here, is there anything you're going to miss about that structured life, about the military, about your time there? It's, 
it's a very bittersweet moment. Uh, I think really the hardest thing is is saying goodbye to so many great friends. I mean, obviously it's going to get it'll it'll be very easy for me to wake up at seven a.m. instead of five a.m. and and to uh, not have to wake up to a five mile run every day. But there's there's so many things that. I'm going to miss, but I, I do look forward to to, to getting out and, and coming home and and starting a little more regularly at the dojo. Uh, there's there's something about just experiencing all sorts of misery with a bunch of other guys that that does bring you a lot closer together. And there is a there is so many great friends that that I've been able to make in the last three years, and I. We'll miss them very much, but I am looking forward to coming home. Well, we're we're looking forward to having you. Um, I think you know we talk all the time. John and I talked about it. I think in our last last discussion that you know martial arts is something that you can't take it out. Once it's in you, it's just in your DNA. It's just who you are. It's how you see the world. You know whether or not I go on the mat. Certainly environment is stronger than will. Certainly we should all practice and surround ourselves with like-minded individuals and they will bolster our practice. But even if I never walked in a dojo again, I'd still be who I am and it's still just shaped how I see the world and, and, and how I interact with it. And then I know that you're exactly the same and we, we all love you. We appreciate you taking the time and um, I'm really looking forward to punching you in the face in a couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there'll be plenty of time for that. Absolutely. I had a blast. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you. Have a good night. We'll talk to you soon. All right.